Hello, Matt. Welcome back. Hello, Thomas. I've literally just got off a plane and my voice has gone two nodules higher. That's a lie. I oh, know it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you back in uh, Denmark. Thank you. Your trip to uh, China. Let's hear all about that in the latest episode of Tom and Matt Attack. Ooh. Where do we go from there? Yeah, I'm just enjoying a, a, a nice uh, blackcurrant-based uh, uh, drink. Yes, it, it is almost a lem sip, but it is not a lem sip. Because it's it is blackcurrant. It. Yeah, that's true. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to help my, um, my bit of a cold. Bit of a cold, yeah. I've cold. got a bit of a cold coming on, too. I'm, it's I'm not from uh, Hong Kong, is it? Um, you didn't I, it over there. I thought it might have been, to be honest. Is this like, why I'm ill? Some, some strange foreign bug? No, I went to... Uh, a good friend of ours just now, and they are all ill as well. I think it's just the design oh, yeah. thing has worn us down. We were away uh, with work, uh, something called a design seminar, which lucky uh, Lego designers get to go off for a couple of days and, and do a fun task together. Sort of a team building exercise, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We, we were making food. We were. In groups. Yes. It was yeah. very nice. Yeah. Very nice. But uh, we're here to talk about video games. Video games. And uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but I've actually been playing a, a fair few. I'm really, you know, I've dedicated quite a bit of time to video games just recently. Um, I, I spent a lot of time looking for video games. I, I, sp- I spent a lot of time soul-searching in young Hong Kong. Oh, shall we start off then? What did you manage to find in Hong Kong? Oh, well, I found a few things, actually. Um, uh, Probably my most formidable purchase i guess uh, in terms of price and stuff and uh, on the secondary is this market your chinese deal of the week my chinese <laughs> deal of the week yeah i guess so but I, if you go there i don't you're going to find another copy but um is actually contra 3 for the super nintendo yeah yeah um bought it for uh, 200 hong kong dollars which is uh, i don't know it's about 18 quid wasn't well, that the american copy of the game it is though? the american copy of the game yeah. which the american copy came cartridge fetches around 35 i think Pounds. Yes. Mm. It's quite hard to get hold of. Obviously, it was released in the UK as... Um, ah, it's not Turrican, is it? There's Protector Bot and there's Turrican. I can't remember which one of them is actually Contra. I thought it was Protector Bot's Contra. Is it Protector Bot's yeah, Contra? Yeah. Super Protector Bot 2 is Contra 3. Yeah, I th- I think that's it, yeah. Yeah, but obviously... T- Turrican's not anything to do with it, is it? No, Turrican's economy. Oh. Yeah, but no, I am. It's protected about economy. I I don't know. Oh my god, I always I, get these two I'm confused. getting confused now. I thought Turrican was Turrican, and uh, I I knew about that um, strange relationship between the protector bot, whatever they're called, and uh, country games. But yeah, it's always kind of weird. It's uh, to do with censorship, right? Like yeah, they to couldn't... take the humans out and replace them with robots. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because you're a human, but you're fighting robots anyway. So I don't know why. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Anything else on your travels? Um, yeah, uh, from the same store. Um, I went to a place, and I'm gonna write an article about it when I get time and post it up on Blast Process about places to shop for video games in Hong Kong. B 
Because it's kind of weird, because uh, being a retro game enthusiast in Hong Kong doesn't really work for anyone um, on the simple grounds that if you are looking for current-gen consoles, regardless of region, be it a Japanese game or an American title, you will find it wherever you go, because mm. it's all about the latest and greatest and they will have box set versions that are like exclusive to certain countries. And Hong Kong itself tends to get a lot of very high-end exclusives because piracy is so rife in China. And I I looked around and there was lots and lots of things I really wanted, like a Murumasa. Um, there was a few cave shooters. Murumasa for, for the Vita. For the Vita. Yeah, it's not out over here yet, is it? No, it's not. No. Uh, there was a lot of um, oh, what's the Vanillaware game? The new one, Dragon's Crown. Dragon's Crown, um, both American and Japanese. If I'd have seen a a American Vita copy, I would have picked it up, but I didn't, unfortunately. Very soon though, I think it's out. Yeah, uh, actually, maybe it's the end of October. Can't remember. It's one of the like three Vita games that are on the uh, release list. At the yeah, moment. for the rest of the year. <laughs> um. But yeah, everything like Vita related and stuff. Vita must be huge in Japan because Vita was everywhere yeah. in China, and I saw a few people buying Vitas, which was kind of weird because like have a Vita myself. Yeah, I know you do. Now you've joined the the Vita Elita. I think this was that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. I think this was mentioned on the last podcast, wasn't it? Uh, it's actually arrived now, and I I love it. But yeah, it's really popular in in Japan. So. Well, yeah, it was apparently like it started selling quite well over there because of the price slash, but like. Not people buying them in China. Mm. Like a lot well, of maybe people. Maybe they should be waiting for the new slim one. Maybe they should. <laughs> maybe they shouldn't have made <laughs> the same mistake. This always happens. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, I I waited for the 3DS XL because I knew a 3DS was bound to be a coming, and fortunately, I didn't get caught out there. But I nearly did, right? If I remember right, I was gonna give in because E3. I said I'm gonna wait three three. If they don't announce a new 3DS, then I'm gonna get one. And yeah. then they didn't announce it at E3. They announced it like a week or two later. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't but get no, one. But there's a new but one. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've spoken about that before. 20. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, were well, this like these these shops in Hong Kong, like a little treasure trove, like going to a treasure cave of, they are. of gems. And, um, staff are always very helpful. Um, to be honest, some of the stalls I went on, you had to show a picture of what you wanted. Like even if you would say the Japanese title of... Um, I bought a copy of the Famicom version of Mega Man 4, so I bought Rockman 4, and I said to the guy, have you got any Rockman? Like I said before I went out, I really wanted a Virtual Boy, I really wanted a Famicom. And you got neither. I got neither, unfortunately. There were some games for the Virtual Boy, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy Virtual Boy games and then pay £200 or for a Virtual how many? Boy. Was like 10 of them? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I did see a few, and I was kind of tempted. Um and they had uh, Famicom disk systems, but not the Famicom itself. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm not going to buy any of the floppy disks and stuff. That's kind of pointless. I I want the Famicom as the Famicom. And I, if I want a disk system, I'm going to get it with a Famicom. But you now have your first Famicom game. I do have my first <laughs> Famicom game, a very nice, bright orange copy of Rockman 4. It's which a lo- lovely thing. It is a lovely thing. I actually, to be honest, I'd seen in another stall they had box copies, and I, I dare to think how much they cost. Are they all orange cartridges or not? Uh, they're all different colours, depending on what they are. Like Kirby cartridges is really bright pink. Wow. Um, Rockman 5 is a 
kind of a almost like a leafy green. Are there any blue? Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Probably the first. Yeah. Cool. Um, They're smaller though, aren't they? We discovered this earlier. They Uh, are. It's because of Japanese house sizes and Chinese house sizes are very small in compared to the West, whereas uh, we tend to build out. They tend to build up. So the house. So this even affects the size of the game cart. It does. Yeah. I do, because it's a shame they couldn't have just released the same thing uh, elsewhere in the world. I really don't get why they don't. Um, But it's probably because of... um, The redesign of the console? um, Well, the redesign of the console is because apparently the American consumers thought that it looked cheap, is from what I remember. Okay. So they wanted to make it look more like a bloody video player. Pretty much. Yeah, they wanted it to look cool. Like (laughs) I never get that loading system, because it buggers up so many consoles in terms of longevity. But um, what's his name? Um, I'm drawing a blank, so I'm quite tired. Mighty Number no. Nine, Mega Man creator. It starts with an oh, I. You've got me. Sorry, Matt. Um, Kenji Inafune. Kenji Inafune. Um, he said to. Uh, he was at a Pax East or Pax West, whichever one of those just happened the Penny Arcade Expo, and he was saying how. When he was a young designer, when he created Mega Man and the the terrible, bad box art Mega Man, mm. and essentially like he was like, well, why are you changing the design of Mega Man? And he was like, ah, oh, because the West won't get it. The West doesn't like cute anime things. It's all about gritty realism, oh. and I think that's probably the problem with the Famicom because it looked too cute and it looked mm. too compact, and I think they were competing with. They wanted to make the console look a little bit more. Beefy and Beef substantial, mean. yeah, maybe. But yeah, as a result of that, I I also got Rockman Four. We thought I could play it on um, Tom's converter that he has yeah, for the converter. Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't fit. But it looks nice, and I'm kind of a bit gutted because there was also a copy of Rockman Seven for the Super Nintendo, which is probably my favorite Mega Man game. I didn't buy it because I was like, ah, oh, I want a Famicom game. I've always wanted one, so I bought that instead. But this just means I'm going to buy Famicom now. So well, we talked about it earlier. Maybe you get one of the, the the knockoff ones from Genki. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I will. Yeah. Good, good store that online. Genki Video Games. Games. Com. They yes. ship to Denmark as well for our day. They customers. do, and I will. Yeah, I will be end up picking mm. up a Famicom quite soon. But I'm kind of excited because I'm going home on Saturday now. So we'll probably do the same thing we did when we called a podcast later in the week. Mm-hmm. And it feels like ages since we last recorded. It does. Well, it was, was like two weeks Tuesday. ago, right? Yeah, it was last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it feels like a lot longer than that. Yeah, it feels like that time, like when we recorded everything for the hiatus when you went back to the UK and I interviewed uh, Pear and yeah. uh, Press we're, Play. We're here on a Sunday evening, as per usual. Yeah, exactly. Again, really we're changed, but no, we yeah make it a priority to record this thing. We do. Well, we're going strong. What's I this like? Twenty-four now, right? so something like that yeah so much so as we mentioned before we didn't make a big deal of our 20th yeah theoretically then this is our um our six month anniversary then right if it's 24 because i mean if it's one a month yeah 24 weeks of tom that attack yeah still going strong still attacking you still coming out you in your cereal um yeah so was there anything else you picked up while you're out there I I picked you up something, but you I'll did. let you talk about that I yourself. Yeah. Um, and I also got got Rockman. I got Contra, and I think other than a certain item I got on mainland China, which I'm very excited about, which is also a Mega Man game. 
I think that was pretty much it from what I bought. I did buy some like cool retro toy stuff. Um, I bought a a Mac uh, a Macross slash Robotech Valkyrie model, which is essentially G one Jetfire for those familiar with Transformers. Um, I got a cool metal reissue of a G1 Sideswipe as well, which is now sitting proudly above our TV. Also, really cool Studio Ghibli shop. So I have a model of the uh, robot soldier from Castle in the Sky, the big clunky thing with the big arms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was on mainland China, and I'd seen this before, and I knew where it was, and this is why I really wanted it. Uh, but there was a shop, and I've got pictures of it, even though I probably shouldn't have, and they were very arsy with me having a camera. Uh, but I went into this store just because they had loads of Gundam models in the window, and I saw a few PS Vita accessories, and I was like, oh, wow, I bet this is really cool. And I went in, and it was like bootleg heaven. It was like wall-to-wall bootleg for the Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance, uh, the DS, the three, uh, possibly even the 3DS, I'm not sure. I didn't really look that much mm. that side because I was looking at the Game Boy games. But in amongst the Game Boy bootlegs, okay. I saw a copy of... Um, Rockman X2 Color, which is a Game Boy Color game. But the artwork to it was that of Mega Man Legends. And I was like, oh, that's a bit odd. And while I was thinking about buying it, because it was 15 Hong Kong. Um, oh, I've forgotten. Sorry. Um, 15 PRC, People's Republic of China, because they have a separate currency, oh. even though it's the same country. I didn't have any China money because you need to buy it in Hong Kong in specialist places and you can only buy it in China. Okay. You can't get it before you go. I guess you didn't take a card. Um, No, <laughs> definitely not. Like you, Some places in Hong Kong didn't even take a card, which kind of annoyed me. I was like, it's a visa. And they're like, yeah, who cares <laughs> about your Western money? Um, And so I was looking on the shelf and I looked at the bottom and they had... These bootlegs were more in the style of the Japanese boxes, so very slimline and stuff, and they had terrible printing, and you could see that they were just crap. But I looked on the bottom shelf, because that's where they had original Game Boy bootlegs, which were all intents and purposes look very which well. Which is your area. It is my area. And like I'd seen a lot of like Saint Seiya Game Boy games and stuff when I was in Hong Kong, but they were all very expensive for what they were, and I wasn't really that fussed. But as I looked on the bottom shelf, I saw this and I just grabbed it because I'd seen an article about it and I told you and I reread it on um, Hardcore Gaming 101 about this particular cart and how it's believed to be one of five legitimate Chinese releases. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, Mega Man 2 for the Game Boy. Boxed with instructions. Admittedly, the back of the box is a bit tatty and while it did look sealed, there was a there was tape at the bottom under the seal where they'd kind of popped it. Mm-hmm. And I, I checked, it was all there and stuff in the store, and it was, and I put the seal back on it just to protect the box. But immaculate condition, very cool item to have. It's got lots of stuff that you wouldn't find on any other Nintendo box. It's got a little, the, the Japanese Nintendo logo uh, with the kanji and like a foil to prove that it's the real thing and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So it looks pretty genuine. It looks very genuine, and there's always been that debate that if, it is actually a bootleg or it is a, a legitimate release. Yes, Mr. Nintendo. No one really knows. Um, it's featured in um, the Mega Man 25th anniversary book, though. So okay. people are saying now that this is the, the 100% claim that this is a legitimate collector's item, and it is. Because there were a few games that were released, they were mostly Japanese arcade ports mm. that were 
legitimately released in China before the market kind of crumbled in on itself because there was so much piracy and Nintendo pulled out of there. Mm. And let's not forget, games are technically illegal in China. Like, even though they were so readily available and I was going to all these places, Hong Kong is more acceptable than China to have it because obviously, like, a lot of Western is still there and stuff, even though it's China. Video games are illegal. It's called the grey market. If you search on Kotaku, there's a lot of articles about it. And I didn't actually know obvious. anything about that. That's quite shocking. That mainland China video games are outlawed. To be honest, they should technically be in China, um, in all China, so Hong Kong as well. But I think there's like a, a degree of tolerance to stuff in Hong Kong that isn't anywhere else because they realise it's a major city with a lot of people and people need to do business. But yeah, they're banned. They're illegal. And I was kind of a bit worried about bringing this back because I have, even though I could say, yeah, this is a legitimate copy, bootlegging is technically illegal. Of course. And in me carrying a bootleg into Hong Kong, I would have technically been breaking the law. But like I said to you, I was, I am so convinced now that this thing is in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you could always say, you know, I'm foreign. And in all fairness, like if they they were wanted to take it, they could have taken the cart because I've already got a European copy. I just wanted the box and the manual because they look badass. I've not seen this yet. Yeah, I'll put it out and show you afterwards. How did you pay for it again, though? Because you um, said it was People's Republic. Fortunately, one of our colleagues in Hong Kong had China money with him. and just Okay, so he helped you out. Yeah, I, I've told him I'll take him for food when they come over here uh, later. So you haven't actually <laughs> bought it? Well, no, technically not. Um, but, yeah, I I paid... Uh, well, he paid uh, 20 for it. So, like less than a pound I paid for this. Okay, sir. And uh, it's quite rare, like I said, especially boxed, and there are a few copies of it if, on the internet. If you look and type right. in Chinese Mega Man 2, you can see boxed copies of it. And I said there's an article about it on Hardcore Gaming 101 where they discuss whether or not it's a real thing that this okay. game was released. Hmm. But I picked that up, and I was very happy with that. Like, nice find. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, especially, like... A, I'll post pictures of this shop up in the article I write for Blast Process as well, but, like, there's just so many bootlegs and so many things and, like, so many Pokemon games that never existed and there was King of Fighters Game Boy games and stuff and there's just so much stuff I wanted to buy. Yeah. But, yeah, I couldn't. I was looking for that Sonic bootleg that I was talked about on a few shows ago, but I couldn't find it either. It wasn't in the big pile. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah, what have you been buying then, Tom? Oh, what have I been buying? Okay. So well, more specifically, what has been bought for you, I guess, to start with? We'll start with that. It seems only appropriate. Um, Matt very kindly bought me a little birthday present on his return. He not only actually bought me this, but a lovely um, Street Fighter uh, t-shirt. Yeah, there's well. a, currently a Bape slash Street Fighter thing going on. Which collaboration. Is collaboration between them. Also Mario t-shirts as well, yeah. I saw. Um, yeah, very cool though. I got one I for like myself that. too. Yeah. Um, a- along with that, the Darkstalkers collection for the PS2. Yeah, boy. Which is fantastic, and, and they're probably the most complete collection of Darkstalkers games ever compiled, really. I think you've, it is, yeah. You've had the uh, the one on the PSP, and also most recently, uh, Darkstalkers I think Resurrection on the Xbox PS3 Live and Arcade. Xbox Live. Yeah. Um, but this contains every version of the game under the sun. Even the sequels to Vampire Hunter and Vampire Savior. It's a confusing world when Darkstalkers, yeah. because obviously the vampire series in Japan, known over here as Darkstalkers. Dark uh, but I actually played uh, Vampire Savior 2, which I don't think I've ever played before. 
And it's been a while since I played a Darkstalkers game. And absolutely loved it. It was very smooth and on this PS2 version. That no, low times, non-existent. Not even a fraction of a second. Yeah, it's it was, kind of impressive. It was great. And uh, you just really appreciate um, the, the visuals in these games and the animation and uh, the imagination of the Darkstalkers world. is. It's very fantastic. cool, man. Like, I, to be honest, like I've played... Darkstalkers three, I think. I think it's probably the only one I've ever played, and like I've been exposed to the characters Vampire in Marvel, Savior, yeah. Marvel, yeah, Marvel versus Capcom, mm. and uh, more recently in Project X Zone, I'm more familiar with the characters now from that, like uh, and Morrigan, Lilith and Morgan and her breasts. Yes, <laughs> are very prominent in that game. Um, a big selling point, I think. Uh, so, so thank you very much, Matt, for that. It proudly uh, sits among my Japanese uh, PS2 collection and my. 2D fighting fighting game collection. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just want to point out here as well, like, the amount of Japanese role-playing games that exist and are dirt, dirt, dirt cheap to buy in their native language makes me very, very sad. Oh, I wish you were Japanese. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I s- on the stall that I bought that copy of Darkstalkers for you, and I I was looking for a Arcana Hearts 2, to be honest with you, because I've seen the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, I'm, I reckon I could probably get Arcana Hearts yeah, 2 if I look. I and I was searching around everywhere, and like any time I'd say Arcana Hearts, I'd either be shown the Xbox version, yeah, the Xbox sure. 361, or Arcana Hearts 1. And I was just trolling everywhere, and just like every single stall I'd go to had like every Tales game, except Tales VS. Uh, Tales of VS, otherwise I would have bought that. But like every Tales game, just like super ready available. And I'm talking like three, four pound for a Tales game. Yeah. Well, Tom, they're huge, aren't they, in Japan? Oh, but I like mean. even like obscure ones that I'd never heard of and like just everywhere, just so cheap. Like literally, like I don't think I saw an RPG for the PS2 that was over 20 quid. That's really interesting. There's this huge market for Japanese uh, games in Hong Kong. Yeah. Yet how many people in Hong Kong can read Japanese? I guess. A must few. Th- most of them must be able to. I know Jackie Chan can. Yeah. I know that much. Well, like, I I don't know. I, to be honest, like I'll have to ask uh, one of our Chinese colleagues, uh, but, like, it's... Right. They have a huge import scene. Like, so they... I think maybe the grey market exists because they are supplying Japanese gamers with games. But it could be like over here, you know. It could be a case of um, like a lot of our colleagues um, know English because they read comic books. Oh, sure. Like, in in Denmark, though, English is quite a widely spoken. But like um, some of our colleagues, uh, Chris and Biaga, they learned English very, very young because they wanted to read comic books. So it's the same and thing. People in Hong Kong want to play RPGs, they so learn Japanese. Well, not even that. Just play games. Like, everything's Japanese. Because, like I said, it's illegal. Yeah. Like, there is no Hong Kong region. So they have if they want to play games, they either have to play it in English or they have to play it in Japanese. You know how that works with kind of region versions? Because isn't Japan a different region to... Uh, do they have to buy a different system to be able to play games in Hong Kong? Well, they just buy a Japanese system, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. There were a few games that had, like, Hong Kong versions, though. So, like I said, maybe there is, like... Yeah, because if the thing's kind of not really legal, do they make a Hong Kong-specific 
variant to the console, or are they just playing on I Japanese consoles? I think it comes under Japanese console, and yeah. I'm assuming so, like Brazil and stuff come under um, America. But do they have the same power? No. no. Well, no, probably not. They mm. probably just get adapter. There's, there's it's a, fan, be some, a fascinating yeah. world. Uh, but yes, uh, luckily something like Dark Souls, because you don't need any knowledge of the Japanese language to yeah, enjoy. Yeah, exactly. So. I saw Melty Blood too, but I know you already have that. I have Melty Blood. Melty Blood as well as Darkstalker. Sorry, not Melty Blood 2. Oh, I yeah. don't know if there is a Melty Blood 2, but I saw Melty Blood. Hmm. Sorry, that got confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what else have I picked up this uh, this last uh, over a week now? Yeah. Uh, so I've got a PS Vita, loving that. And I picked up a few games for that in the Big in Japan sale they've got on the hey. PlayStation Network store at the moment. There's quite it's a big few. Big in Hong Kong too. <laughs> <laughs> quite a few bargains had on there. A lot of fighting games, which please me. Yeah, and a so lot of JRPGs, which also please me, and I, I really need to purchase. I bought the uh, latest version of Blaz Blue. That's Blaz Blue uh, Extend. Is it called Continuum Shift Extend? Continuum Shift Extend, yeah. Probably. I, c- I can't remember. I remember There's Continuum Shift. I know it's Continuum definitely shift Continuum, Continuum Shift. Continuum Shift Extend. Anyway, right. it's the latest one. Yeah. Plays great. Everything looks beautiful on the Vita screen. Uh, happy with that purchase. That's uh, cool. Also bought the latest Guilty Year game to be released on a portable system. Oh, that's nice. To my um, knowledge. Uh, it's the same one I have on the Wii. Yeah. Uh, Guilty Gear Accent Core. Plus. Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus, something like that. <laughs> but it's like you just spoke Japanese. You just like the, uh, <laughs> yeah, spoke a bit faster. And that's the PSP version, and it's great that the Vita plays all these PSP games as well. Yeah, I'm just realizing what a, a flexible system it is. The amount of classic PS1 games you can play on there. I really want PS2 games. Game. Yeah, and if PS2 games are on there, ooh. That was certainly sweet. Because I was thinking about this earlier because like, I really wanted to play... Um, I bought this Gear 3 and it arrived. I mentioned it on a previous podcast. And it arrived and I was kind of a bit pissed. I thought it didn't have a manual and then Tom was like, oh, none of my Vita games have got manuals. And I think between us we have one Vita game with a manual, mm. which is uh, Little King Story, which is currently free on PlayStation Plus. I highly recommend it. Um, but I wanted to play Disgaea 1 and 2. And I thought to myself, oh, I can get them on thing. And I was like, oh, but I, I won't be able to play them on my Vita. And I want to play my RPGs on my handheld. So I, I hope there's plans to make PS2 games available on the Vita. I mean, because they're going to be have cross-play now with the PlayStation 4 anyway. So Yeah. We'll see. It'll be really nice to see that. Uh, didn't take a while for PS2 games to appear on the PS3 as downloadables. No, that's true. It didn't happen straight off the bat, so... I also just want to say, um, fuck you, hypocritical internet, that is going, wow, how amazing is it that I can play my PlayStation 4 on my Vita? Yeah, I've got a thing called a Wii U. I've been doing that for a year and a half. You're welcome, Sony. Uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Um, another one I bought on this uh, sale, Street Fighter Cross Tekken for the Vita, which a reasonable price, about £13.50. I nearly bought a physical copy of that for around the same price, yeah. Good. Uh, I've held off buying uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 because, well, I haven't got the space on my 8 gig, it's 8 gig memory card. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of seemed pointless. And also, the idea of playing something like that on a Vita would feel to me like it might be a little bit crippling. Um, possibly. Possibly. Like I'm not sure. There's a lot going on in that game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I left it for now. Maybe I'll pick it up when it's cheap. I don't know yet. 
Um, yeah, but the cool thing is now that you have a Vita is I can kind of feel justified in buying fighting games for it because then I can just play you. You can? You haven't played me a fighting game for a while. I haven't. I really want Despite to... Despite my, my throwdowns. No, you have thrown down. Well, yesterday I wasn't really in the mood to play anything. And then today you were just like, yeah, let's play Dead or Alive. And I was like, oh, but I want to do things. And I didn't do things anyway, so I may as well have played you in Dead or Alive. Oh. I apologise, Thomas. That's Dead or Alive Ultimate 5. Which yeah. Which I picked up for the... Um, or Dead or Alive 5 Ultimate, sorry. Yeah. For the uh, Xbox 360, having the previous version on the... Uh, PlayStation 3. 3. And actually, as well, Dead or Alive Plus. Dead or Alive 5 Plus... Yeah. Not just for people aged five plus, probably. <laughs> it's not yeah, a Tonka yeah, toy. Um, yeah, uh, on the Vita. But the uh, I'm really impressed with uh, Ultimate 5. Do they have a special edition? Of that? No, I don't think so. There's a special edition of Dead or Alive 5. There's a special edition Dead or Alive 5 Ultimate in Japan. Oh. Um, I, I know this because it comes with a Kasumi mouse mat. Breasts. But it has breasts, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah, of course but also it comes is. with a really cool art book and soundtrack. Yeah, well, I oh think my we got that god, I saw that a few times as well. That um, Final Fantasy limited edition collectors thing with the art book and the soundtracks and every game. I nearly bought that, but of course, it's Japanese, so it's kind of pointless. Sorry, Damn. continue. Um, yeah, five uh, ultimate, uh, great. Some new characters on there, some new levels, some classic ones I remember from Dead or Alive 3 are Some included. more people from Virtual Fighter, right? I think it's the same bunch. No, but okay. everyone's available from the off. You don't have to unlock any characters. No, oh, that's cool. Which so it's like uh, why I bought Super Street Fighter then. <laughs> yeah, which is quite, it's quite nice. Uh, and it's got a wealth of play options, like the original, but seen that I think it's got a few more, this one. Yeah. The online is great and lots of options for that as well. I've played quite a few online matches. I uh, really enjoyed them. Uh, I was going through all the achievements. How did you do? How did you do? How did I do? Yeah. I'm not... Well, all right. There's some great players out there, but it's... it's what's great about Dead Live, it's very intuitive. It's very easy for anyone to get into it. But maybe it's one of the... Easy to get into, difficult to master. Yeah, I think uh, that's But it's got a very um, friendly fighting system, which isn't... It just feels very natural. I'm kind of glad you got it on the Xbox now because I can use my arcade stick and play a bit of it. Yep. Uh, I really need to get into playing Persona again as well. I really like that game. So I bought the arcade stick in the first place and I've played it all of like four or five times. I'm very conscious actually that uh, of the uh, Kinect now. Yeah. Because I couldn't find a way to turn it off and I realised I'd been playing for a while and it was hearing everything I was saying. Yeah. But I wasn't actually saying anything, I don't think. You don't at think. At least. Yeah. It's spooky. Uh, so happy with that game. It's come out a slightly of a budget price, and it's great. Uh, That's cool. Moving on to probably the game I've enjoyed most just recently, Mickey Mouse Castle of Illusion, the remake. Yes. Purchased this on the PS3 uh, after playing the demo and enjoying it immensely. It's a it's a beautiful uh, reimagining of a classic game. Uh, it's so much effort has gone into making the game look like a Disney animation. It does look nice. And I think it's... I've never quite seen 3D done like that. That looks so 2D <laughs> in a way. Even though the, the movement, it effortlessly moves between 2D and 3D in a way that I don't see often in platform games of this kind. And visually, it looks like a cartoon. Yeah. So many neat little touches in it. Perfect gameplay, perfect difficulty curve. 
it's not too hard. It's, it's a kid's game at heart, yeah. so it's not going to be punishingly difficult. Uh, there were moments that I had to replay things over and over again. So some bosses were a little tough. Uh, but on the whole, it, it's a very, very good game. Um, I could hardly fault it. There's a few interesting little jumps where you feel like they need to get a bit more accurate than usual. Yeah. Uh, you experience that. But yeah. These, and these really show up uh, because the game is, other than these little things, so flawless. It's like a couple of instances in the entire yeah. game where something just feels a little off. Yeah, but you think, that, why didn't they fix that? Are they just, is it for nostalgia? Because I've not played. No, I don't know if it's for nostalgia at all. Um I'm actually not that familiar with the Mega Drive version of Cast of Illusion. I played the Master System one back in the day, in my youth. Okay. Um, I have played the Mega Drive one, but not nearly as much. Uh, but what I can gather from this is they've taken inspiration from other uh, games like Mickey Mania yeah. as well. I can feel the inspiration of that game. And you even pointed out Donkey Kong in the swimming section. Yeah, yeah, Donkey it felt a lot like Donkey Kong Country in the swimming bit. Uh but Sega Studio Australia, I think, who developed it, have done an excellent job. It's I think it's about ten pounds on the PlayStation Store. Probably the same on the Xbox now. They use the same. Yeah, system. I want to say that sounds a bit pricey, but I think I paid that for Ducktales. I think it's uh, twelve pounds on the PlayStation. Ducktales. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, I just wanted to do that. But I urge anyone who has a nostalgia for the game or just loves platform games or uh, Disney. Definitely pick it up. I it's my must-buy. It's your must-buy. Yeah. I don't know why I feel like this, where I really don't like playing as Mickey Mouse. No, no, Mickey doesn't appeal to everybody. Yeah. I just think the game's quality shines through. Oh, even no, if it does seem pretty fan. cool. Except the visuals. You'd rather be uh, Scrooge McDuck. I would. <laughs> He's got my soul. Oh, woo! Yeah, that's my yeah. terrible Mickey impression. Ha-ha! I also picked up a couple... Well, what do you like about my game? Ha-ha! Moving on. Sorry. I picked up th- <laughs> three PlayStation 1 games uh, from GameStop in Denmark uh, for the grand total of 15 kroner for three. Okay. That's the equivalent of a couple of pounds. Yeah, it is. I got Pitball, which is, I thought it was a fighting game, which is why I initially picked it up. But I discovered it was more of a two and two bas- futuristic basketball type game. Okay, did you throw down? Were you on the courts? Were you living on the street? Kind of. You're on like alien environments. There's all sorts of creatures, uh, teams of two creatures you can pick from, aliens, monsters and such. It's uh, sort of fast-paced. I didn't play it for very long, but yeah. I, I could see it was of a reasonable quality. Is that the one where the front cover of the guy kind of looks like a futuristic Death Star gunner, but with like a no. pyramid head thing? No, the front cover is uh, like a pit bull okay. dog. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, emblem. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know the one you, you mean. You know the one. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of MDK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You get them confused. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, reboot, also. I wasn't aware there was a reboot game. I was playing this earlier. I was. I was aware of it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a little mediocre. But actually, I was impressed. I expected worse from it. It's... I expect some sort of third-person action game. What it is, actually, is uh, you don't control your character, Bob, on foot. Yeah. He's on sort of a hoverboard. And the objective of the levels is to 
float around on your hoverboard shooting down these tears in the game world. So these appear as like shiny balls which you shoot. Well, actually, you don't shoot at them. You have to use a special gun. It goes woo, 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 woo. And uh, the problem is when you're trying to shoot them, it sucks you in and starts attacking you, which is the major frustration came from this. Right. How you're trying to you know, repair these tears and the thing keeps pulling you in and hurting you and it's really difficult kind of wrangling the, the tears. You seem to get used to it. I got quite used to it after a while, but there were some instances where it was frustrating. It seemed like a pain in the ass. The fact that, you know, you had to kind of hope that you didn't get hit by lightning while trying to fix these tears yeah. just seemed like a Or massive. chairs, as it sounded like. Yeah, it did sound like chairs to you. Fix the Repair chairs. The chairs. Yeah, no hammer, no nails. I, I can't that. work magic. Just a magic gun. Yeah. Um, but actually, the idea of controlling the board, you know, it felt there was enough kind of uh, challenge in the control of using the board uh, that it kept you playing, and you feel like you were actually mastering the controls as you played. Well, like, I could see you were definitely getting better. Like, mm. some of the level design seemed a bit frustrating, but... It was, oh, but also it's quite, it's quite clever, the level design, because there's all kinds of tricky... Um, things to maneuver around and there's, there's quite a lot of challenge in it it's not simple they have thought about the level design maybe a bit too much in places where it's quite annoying uh, like the ha ha we'll yeah. just throw that in there just to irritate you a bit um but yeah it feels like it's reasonably well designed visuals are better than i expected the animation's nice it's simple it's yeah it's not an amazing game but it's a lot better than i'd got a seven out of ten from IGN somewhere back yeah, in IGN, the day. yeah yeah I think you can't judge these games by today's standards either yeah I think maybe back in the day it was a 7 out of 10 yeah maybe now it's I actually I kind of disagree that it's a 7 out of 10 I think it's a okay. bit less did, than it, that. did it come out a time when I played it at the time and I, it didn't thrill me and I think and I there took, were other PS1 games yeah I think I took it back it. saying that it was broken yeah <laughs> But I, rent, that chair. I rented it. I got to repair that chair. Uh, Atlantis. I did use Atlantis. This is on the PS1. Um, yeah. Didn't realise it at the time. So I've got a really blocked up nose. Um, bear with me. Um, but it was actually all in Danish. Really? With no for in English. That's interesting. Uh, language. But that was okay. You know, I didn't really need to understand too much of what was being Have said. Have you seen Dizzy's Atlantis? I've seen it, yeah. Uh, like it actually, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to pick the game up because I was having a look in the, the, the small selection of PS1 games they had, and I yeah. needed to get three <laughs> to get the offer. So I was like, Well, I like the film, it's probably going to be pretty good. Disney, yeah, you know, uh, I, I, well, you know, the, some of the games at the time were okay. I remember the Hercules one being that's right. okay. And I think this is a similar affair. The bit I played was like a training mission, that's all I played, yeah. Uh, but nice visual style looked like uh, a, an animation, yeah. Um, so quite happy with those three PS1 purchases this oh, week. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. Um, Especially for that price. In regards to what I bought this week, I think that that pretty much pretty much covers it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty good. You've done a lot of buying this month. Yeah. Well. Well, well. This this last over a week, remember? Well, no, I'm just saying. But like this last month, you've purchased a lot. More than I have, I think. Well, there's some good games out. You know, I couldn't um, say no to Dead or Alive. The Vita, obviously, need to get some games for that. Yeah. And I couldn't stop myself getting Castle of Illusion. Yeah, I kind of want to get that, in all fairness. 
but you've got it now, so I, I don't really need to. <laughs> Can you play that on your Vita? So no. Crossplay. Oh. No, it's not crossplay. Damn it. I don't think DuckTales is even crossplay. I don't think it is. Hmm. So what have you been playing then? Um, to be honest, I've just kind of Imagine. played the games I bought. I played a bit of Contra. Forgot how bloody hard that was. I've completed that game. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't get past the first level when I played it earlier. It's so Mega Man-ish in its... Oh, yeah, well, Contra to, is totally difficult, isn't it? You need to get your muscle memory down and stuff. And there's there's really cool bits in it, though, where it goes overhead later on. And so it kind of becomes a top-down shooter with you... Uh, patrolling this uh, like desert wasteland place mm-hmm. and it becomes a top-down shooter and you're shooting all different angles kind of things it kind of reminds me a bit of um i made a game with zombies in it on xbox live indie <laughs> it goes, yep. goes top down and just things come at you from all angles and try and kill but you. the music is good um yeah i'd say the contra soundtrack's pretty damn good okay. um i then played uh, two games that we got from our friend justin uh the first of which being earthworm gym 2 which is a damn good game. and uh, Again, with a great soundtrack. A great, again, with a great soundtrack. <laughs> and, That's what yeah, I said. <laughs> it's just, yeah, a very good game, very solid gameplay. Great as imagination. Always. Great imagination, very yeah. warped. The stair lift bits always make me laugh, and the fact oh, that yeah. an old woman sits on your lap and slaps you with her handbag until you go back to the start of it is also very funny. Um, Shooting the dirt in that level to progress up as well. That was quite, I guess, unique for the time that you had that kind oh of. Oh my god, yeah. Over I actually forgot about that one. I was playing yeah. it and I was like, oh my god, this is ace. Yeah. Yeah. But like, to be honest with you, like, I haven't played it as much as I played the first one because I never owned the second one, but I only played it, a friend's copy of it. But like, kind of prefer the level design in the first one. It's a little bit more straightforward. I played. But no, it's just like, some of it's just so warped. Like the Evil the Cat level is probably one of my favourite games in video gaming. Like the whole thing's made of cheese and it's just got the dun, 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 thing playing. And like, Eek the Cat. Um, Not Eek the Cat. Oh, God. He's purple. He. Oh, evil. evil the cat, is yeah. It, it is evil the cat. Just this white albino evil-looking kitten with really messed up teeth. It's is elongated just, head. Yeah, very lo- elongated head. Kind of reminds me of the art style of Pinky in the Brain, actually. Sure. Yeah, uh, he's kind of in the background, meowing at the moon, and then you fight him, and it's kind of a cool boss fight. Um, very hard as well, if I remember right. It's very hard in general. Is this a bit in... Did you get the bit in the Earthworm Gym 2 where you were, like, sa- saving Peter's puppies? <laughs> No, no, Juggling yeah. the puppies. No, oh my God, this is a brilliant level in Earth Gym 1 where you're stopping Peter, stepping on things and hulking out and killing you. Yeah. Where he's skipping along. Yeah, Um. no, I didn't okay. save Peter's puppies. I only got to the, the end of the second <laughs> stage, I think. And you also played, was it Prehistoric Man? What was that like? That was actually quite good. Um, I, to be honest, I... I Again, play... the Super Nintendo, yeah? Yeah. Um, I started playing it and... I put the I still had the fighter pad that you had plugged in that I bought a few weeks ago to play Street Fighter in and it didn't like that. Like it just kept messing up and wouldn't let me move and stuff and I was like, Oh what the hell's going on here? So I swapped out for a proper controller. And it seemed okay. Like the whole thing of it is just essentially you're collecting things on levels. Like um a lot of platform uh, games. Yeah, because uh, a load of dinosaurs stole everything from your store cupboards. Ah. 
And so you needed to collect bones and food for the winter. And the bones you could use to buy food. But I don't know if there was a shot oh, mechanic or if that was just a story. But like mean? it was a collectathon, much in the way that um, Super Frog, Super Frog <laughs> HD is. Uh, but like you're judged at the end of the level by the village elder on how much you got. And you'd like, you didn't even get half sorted out. But it was really hard. Like it was really hard to collect stuff. Mm. And then there was a level where I had like a mini boss fight. And then I was on a hand glider just trying to f- fly and collect all this stuff. And I just couldn't get past it. Like it just kept dying. Just kept like hand gliding and not reaching the point I should be reaching. And, and I don't off get. Frustration. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it seemed like a good game. It seemed like a solid platformer. Okay. Just had a few problems. That's all. Mm. And I just couldn't do that one bit. So I was like, ah, life's too short. Yeah, I, that is honestly all I've played this you week. You not play anything while you're away in Hong Kong? I know you took a I few games. I didn't. I played a little bit more Radiant Historia, but what about on the plane? I didn't play it. You didn't um, play anything on the plane? No, I read some books, I watched mm. some films, watched um, Furious Six and Les Misérables, and um, I read The Great Gatsby, which is now one of wow. my favourite books. A rather cultured uh, flight. Well, Furious Six wasn't. Furious Six was just. I don't just, know what Furious Six is. It's uh, no. Fast and Furious Six. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's. How it, was that? Did you enjoy it? You know why I watched it, right? It's because we kept is going. Life in Diesel. Anytime we were on mainland China, we went to this one restaurant, and it's like a traditional Chinese buffet, but it had a massive, massive TV screen in it. Like, and everyone, like when you were watching, was watching film. Like every day we went there. I went there like three or four times. They were playing Fast Five. And mm. So I pretty much saw all of Fast oh, so Five. so you needed to see what happened. Well, it kind of ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. <laughs> so I was just like, I, I'm going to watch it because I'm not going to pay money to watch this. Sure. So I just watched it on the plane. And how was that for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. Yeah, um, but it was good. No, honestly, I quite enjoyed it. Oh, right, okay. It's just like, you know, it's a, it's a fast and furious film. It's just kind of like senseless. Your, your answer was yes. Yeah. I, well, well, I just asked you if you yeah. like Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, but it was good. Um, yeah. Furious 6 in cinemas now, I think. Still is, Great. probably. Got to watch Monsters Great. University again, but I didn't want to subject myself to it because it was a long flight and it wasn't to say I didn't want to subject myself to Monster University but I didn't want to put the the issues I was having with the long haul flight and the very sleepy English gentleman next to me when I wanted to go to the bathroom oh, um, I couldn't what did you have to do? I, shake him? no I just had to hold it in I couldn't like, you couldn't he, get past him you couldn't he put, wake him up like, he was a very large guy and he was a, a bit of an asshole like he put his headphones on he put his uh, blindfold thing on and put his hood up, put his neck pillow on, and then just kind of slumped forward. And, like, the woman, like, next to him tried to, like, shake him at one point. Yeah. To try and get him awake, to ask him if he wanted food. Yeah. And he just didn't budge. And, like, I tried to shake him once to go to the toilet, and he just didn't budge. And I was just like, oh, screw this. How long were you holding that in for? <sighs> Only about half an hour. Okay. To be honest, I didn't really need to go that much. But that yeah, um, but, like, yeah, but it was just one of those things that, like, I knew that if I needed to go, I couldn't. Okay. And all this kind of stuff, so I did want to watch Monster University because I quite like the film, and I didn't want these negative connotations to oh, go I, along I, with I it. I think I can yeah. understand that. Anyway, what have you been playing, Tom? Killer is dead. Killer yeah. is dead. I finally got around to actually giving it a proper crack, uh, and I'm really liking it. It looked really cool. I really like uh, how straightforward the controls are, actually. Uh, yeah. It's an action game. Obviously, you've, you've got 
you, you, you squared slash. It's not like other action games where you get so many different types. So it's like a slash and a, a hard slash and a kick. And it's got square is your attack button. Yeah. Triangle is if someone blocks, you stab them with that, break down their defenses, and then you can attack. There's a great dodge mechanic on the circle button. Um, if you do it last minute, dodge out of the way, then you get opportunity to just really go at them and hammer square and do like a fast attack. Uh, build up your meter, like your heart's meter. Oh, sorry, blood meter, it's called. And yeah. uh, then you can hold on R1, press square to do like a really um, powerful attack. Uh, it's great. It's visually lovely. It's got that surreal style to it. It's like you're watching an art movie in the, in the cutscenes. Uh, you never know when it's going to go next. Spoiler yeah. for you, the third of, I think the third mission's on the moon. Yeah, that kind of seemed pretty cool. But then you you didn't really get to explore the moon. Not really, no. You're in a, a mansion. Yeah. But um, what was really nice, I think the uh, the third... Uh, is it the second or third? The, the mission before that, anyway, was uh, you're in like a, a, a doll's house. I want to say the one before that was the third, because I think you were on the fourth mission. Okay, that's what it was. Uh, like a jigsaw house with uh, just, just beautiful, surreal landscapes in the game. and uh, the, the game looked style. damn pretty. Like, it looked to me... Uh, you've heard my praise of how much I love the aesthetic of El Shaddai, and I kind of say it's getting there. Yeah, and the controls are lovely and smooth. I said that everything, for me, is great, apart from one little, little thing. What's that? It's not the gigolo mode. Don't mind that. That's quite humorous. Okay. Edge magazine. Um, <laughs> but it's oh my god, we just had what, we had a joke yesterday. Anytime Tom would die from something, we'd just be like, "Oh, don't like that sound." One point off the edge. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. All right, moving on. Uh, there was a boss fight. Now I think it was actually the fourth mission, uh, it was, and yeah. uh, it, David. it required David. It required me to hammer the square button in a at a speed I've never hammered a button at before. At a speed I've never seen you move at before. I, I had to do it, and I thought, is there something wrong with the game? There must be another way to do this. And I was shocked at this kind of idea that they'd, they'd require you to press a button that fast. Skills, man, skills. But it's it's Suda's, so he, yeah, I guess it's to be expected Yeah. that he does something a bit crazy. Uh was quite satisfying that uh, I can press a button faster than I thought I could. You can? <laughs> Well, I usually give up on the track and field games. I'm like, no, no way. What's the point in that? Yeah, but this is because it's story driven. I think track and field. And <laughs> you just you, I I, to you either play boss. track and field or you don't play track and field. I think there is no in between. I don't think there's casual track and field players. Mm. So far, I love Killer Is Dead. Right. Good to know. Uh, I've, the game I'm playing second most after that would probably be Dead or Alive five ultimate yeah uh but i did have a go on a retro city rampage which i got the cross by from ps3 playing it on the vita perfect console to play it on the vita it the, the the graphics are quite small and intricate uh and sometimes i think the way it's framed on the t television and the distance away from the tv it's quite hard to appreciate it or see what's going on okay uh but playing it up close on a vita screen nice big screen fills up the whole screen great uh, and that's for those who haven't played Retro City Rampage. It's uh, a parody. It has so many film parodies in it, but essentially it's like GTA, yeah, just with a, a really warped sense of humor that uh, pays homage to a lot of video game franchises and films, uh, with some really solid gameplay. 
a lot of fun. Uh, also, I was playing Monkey Ball uh, Banana Splits on the Vita. Again, a great game. And surprised to see, actually, in at least the first load, the beginner courses on the game, were lifted straight from the original Monkey Ball, which I wasn't expecting at all. Really? But <laughs> it was quite nice to replay those levels it, it, in a portable way That's cool. that looked good. Because last time I experienced those levels on a portable console was, I think, the Game Boy Advance. Okay. And, well, it was great. They managed to get a 3D effect going on there. It was quite far removed from the original Monkey Ball. But this is fantastic. It's like having the original in, in your hand, which is, uh, which is just great. Yeah. Uh, as well as that, you've got loads of new levels and, and such. And nice presentation. And you see the touch screen. Love the touch screen on the V, I have to say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like that. And it was cheap. And I like Monkey Ball, so can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, Dead or Alive 5 Plus, been playing that a fair bit. Very nice to have a portable version of Dead or Alive 5. Yeah, is it solid? Does it's it hold solid, up? yeah. It would be nice if it was the ultimate version. Yeah. Sadly, it's not. It does have a Maybe the DLC will come, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't want to pay any more for it, though. Do it. It's great to have it as, as a portable thing. Not that Dead or Alive... Um, what's it called? Dead or Alive Dimensions on the 3DS wasn't good. That was a perfect, like, That's great said, yeah. package. Uh, but it's nice that 5 is available. Uh, yep. And that's... Pretty much, other than obviously Cast of Illusion, a bit of Darkstalkers, a bit of these PS1 games. All the games I mentioned in the board section, I've, I've yeah, played yeah. a little bit. So, Unfortunately, I haven't played my Rockman 4, but I'll rectify that soon. Yeah. Uh, but gra- I think I've really made some really good games recently, actually. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, man, I just realised I can get some more Game Boy games when I go back to the UK. Oh, calm down, oh. <laughs> I haven't played a game that I, I think I mentioned that I picked up was... Uh, Touch my Katamari. Yeah, I haven't touched that for the Vita. Yeah, I, I need I've to touch it. I want to pick it up too. Yeah. Tearaway's out in October, isn't it? Tearaway is one of the few releases coming out, I along with Batman, Arkham Origins. Yeah, uh, Blackgate. Blackgate, uh, Dragon's Crown, and uh, Muramasa. Man, I think I'm going to pick up all of those. <laughs> Definitely want Tearaway. Tearaway looks like it could be Game of the Year, from what I understand mm-hmm. a bit. It looks really good. It does look good. Yeah, but then I I've got to kind of curb my spending because obviously the PS4 is out soon. Oh yes, you're actually going to go for it. I'm going for the PS4. I, well, I've put like five hundred kroner down on it. So I think my the expensive bang of Vita is you know put me right off by. Yeah, that's fair enough. The time, but we'll be able to talk about it and stuff. And I, to be honest with you, like I'm tempted because the Xbox One Day One editions have sold out. I think I'm going to put it up on my Facebook to family and friends to say, look, if your kid has asked for an Xbox One, I have it. Just give me the money and I'll get it sent to your house. Because it seems... Generous of you. Well, like, I've got the pre-order. I don't really want one. Like, not now anyways. It's too early. Like, I kind of... If I had not put the money down on the PS4, I think I would have held off a bit more on getting that. I think if, if I did opt for a PS4 over Xbox One, if I got to that... Yeah, I'd be slightly disappointed to lose the the online side of the Xbox. I think Microsoft do that very well. Yeah, they definitely do. And it's a lot more friendly and than the PS3 one, and it feels a lot more interwoven <sighs> with the, really the, like the, the the interfaces the of PlayStation stuff. Though like I love the interfaces of them, especially the Vita. Again, yeah. to harp on about it, but uh, the Xbox. There's something about. The online side of Xbox and 
that works so well. Yeah. And it feels so integrated as as a whole. Whereas yeah. you can kind of play PS3 and just kind of ignore the online side of things. Yeah. Uh, whereas, yeah, 360 it down. So I, if I got a PS4, I'd, I'd miss that. But yeah, but like uh, just go all back. of this stuff now is not designed by Sony, and that's what I think you need to bear in mind. Like they've got someone in external, not only to make the architecture and stuff of the console, but to sort all these other issues out that they've had. Yeah, let's see what the PS4 throws up because it's going to be different than the PS3. So. Yeah, and it should be good. I'm I'm kind of looking forward to getting my hands on it, to be honest, and giving it a test out. But at the same time, I know there's going to be just this dead ball zone where like the the best games of the current generation will be released like when they can really push the hardware. I mean, we've got GTA Five coming next week. Yeah, it is. And I may I don't know I may pick that up. I'm but curious to see it. I really want Saints Row Four as well. Like I've heard Saints Row Four is amazing, but I haven't played any of the. I've played Saints Row One quite a bit, but yeah, hmm. I kind of want it because it sounds absolutely insane. So, but like I I picked up GTA Four, and I've never been like a big GTA player. I'm kind of one of these people that just enters loads of cheats and goes around on a killing spree to get my cop stars up, and then see how long I can survive. Yeah, the only one I really played a lot and got into was uh, Vice City. Yeah, I was going to say I played Vice City too. <laughs> it's just to add a certain charm. It's just the soundtrack <laughs> and the fact that you're on a motorcycle. I really wanted to be able to wield a samurai sword when I was on a motorcycle as well because yeah. I used the akimbos, but never mind. Uzis. Yeah, um, I think that brings us Brings us uh, to, to the, the end. end of this week's yes. podcast. Uh, we've discussed uh, travel, video games, movies... Life, Zen, and the art of motorcycle maintenance. Yeah, um, as usual, like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. Um, subscribe in iTunes. Give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. We want to hear from you. And then, of course, you can always find us on Twitter at TMACast. Um, yeah, thank you for people as well who did follow Friday this week. I didn't really do it because I was away with the fairies, but I retroactively did it to those who said to follow Friday S. So thank you very much, you guys. And until next week, I guess uh, it's good night from me and good night from him. Good night. Good night. And game, game on. on.